So, um, did anyone else cry during the commercial for the adapted Xbox controller? Yes. I don't see it. it. Oh, <laughs> we might need to take a break this early on just to go and show it to you. Okay. It's okay. the most beautiful well, thing. Well, we'll watch it after. Yeah, we'll watch it after. Basically, the adaptive Xbox controller. So what they've done is they've created a controller that people who have, like, disabilities that would um, make using a regular controller difficult. Oh, can you? I'm already yeah. crying. Yeah. <laughs> it was really moving and it was really cute. And yeah. We cried a lot. It's great. It's Happy like, Super Bowl, everyone. It's like this big, like, it's huge and just like sits on your lap and you've got like, they have like a foot pedals and stuff and like different things you can do. Aww. So you can use it in a whole bunch of different ways. But like they showed it in front of the Super Bowl. They were showing it in front of YouTube videos. There was multiple times where I would turn on like a YouTube video and that ad would come up and I'd sit there and just watch the whole thing. And then when it was done, I'd forget that I was like planning to watch a video uh, and wasn't just watching that commercial. And so I'd back out of it. <laughs> yeah. That happened a couple of times. That happened with that Dom, with that uh, commercial with Donner, Donald Glover dancing with the oh. with the um, animated version of himself. Yeah. Too. I did the same thing. I did that I, with, I did that with the with the adaptive controller and I did that with him yeah. where I was like, that was cool. And then I assumed that that had been the video I intended to watch and I forgot all about <laughs> what I was actually there to do and I backed out of it and then I felt foolish. That adapt adaptive controller made me cry a couple times. So sweet. It was really cute. I had to stop watching it after a while because I was like, <laughs> I can't do it right now. I was gonna watch a funny list video. <laughs> I love funny internet lists. So Erin, what are you playing right now? Not too much right now, but I bought the Liar Princess and the Blind Prince which is adorable because I was feeling, you know, feeling the whole Valentine's Day vibe. And I'm actually kind of upset because I thought it was just for PS4. And so I bought it for PS4 and then I found out you can get it on Switch too, which would be a much better console for it just <laughs> because of, you know, the how you can take the Switch everywhere. And, the mobility. Yeah, the mobility. <laughs> but... Which, you know, it's fine. It's still a great game. I also have been playing Degrees of Separation, which is another adorable game. That one came out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that one's also on the Switch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also kind of upset about that. But we got another DualShock controller, and it's red and it's beautiful because that game is multiplayer, so that's a good thing. So at least you get to play it with a pretty red controller. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it right now. I've been taking a break from other games, um, but Anthem is coming out in a couple of days, so yeah, that's gonna be all I'm gonna play for a while. <laughs> I wish I could get it. <laughs> what are you playing right now, Jensen? Well, I am contenting myself with playing games that I should have beaten months ago. Uh, I finished Vampire. It was quite fun. I managed to do it without killing any of the civilians, which basically I played it on the hardest mode my first time through. Yeah, most of the complaints that I've been saying about Vampire, I think that you avoided a lot of those problems basically by just playing it on hard mode. Yeah. Like it was nice and challenging for you to try not to murder anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it got a little bit tough. I'd say when I started it out, it was quite easy. And I was like fighting people who were two or three times my level for a little while. And I was like, this is fine. And then it just spiked. 
and it was really hard for a little bit and I was like struggling with it and I was like I don't think I'm gonna be able to save everyone but then I got through it and then at the very end it just got really easy for like the last like the entire last chapter I just didn't have any trouble at all mm -hmm. and the last boss was really easy and it was good though I I enjoyed it a lot it was fun. It was nice to play as a vampire. It wasn't quite what I was hoping from, you know, a vampire game. Mm. But um, it's the best vampire game I've played since Vampire the Masquerade. So it was fun. It was worth it. Um, and then... Is Castlevania a vampire game? <laughs> uh, you don't play as a vampire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say vampire RPG. Yeah, because fine. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You probably do play it as a vampire in some Castle game, Vania games, well, but not any of the ones I've played, because I've only played sixty-four. Oh. Because I'm terrible at side scrollers, and I just haven't picked up any of the other ones that aren't side scrollers. So it's yeah. not really like a well. Okay, it is a side scroller. The, or the but early you know what I mean. Are. It's like it's it's got its own special designation. I know, but I'm just really bad at them. <laughs> I'm really, really bad at Metroidvania, them. not so much. No, I'm so bad at those games. Okay. Well, that's um, And now I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and then, like, immediately after I started it, I was like, ooh, I want to play some Saints Row 2. And I forgot that, for some reason, it doesn't work on my PlayStation. Uh -huh. And there's just, like, there's moments where the sound will just cut out and there'll be no sound for, like, the entire cutscene. Like, no, people are talking. I can see that they're talking, but I can't hear anything. Or, like, the music will just, like, stop. And, like, <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't load at all. It'll stay at 5% loading oh, no. constantly. Oh, I, I left it that. once on overnight. Yeah. I fell asleep waiting for it. And when I woke up the next morning, it was still at 5%. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I gave up on that. And then I started playing Assassin's Creed, the first one. Because <laughs> the I remembered that first? we're... Wow. Yeah. Because I remembered that we're going <laughs> to Italy and Greece with our parents this summer. And I wanted to replay the games that take place in Italy. And I was like, but I can't just start with the second one because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting with the first one. I'm going to play a... the first, the second, and Brotherhood before we leave. Because I'm a masochist. <laughs> yes. But I'm almost done with it. Nice. So yeah. Fair enough. That's what I'm playing. So I've got to confess something. I played the demo for Anthem that was, uh, you know, out live a few weeks ago. Mm. And I know that Anthem's coming out in a few days. Guys, I don't think I'm going to play Anthem. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I say that, but the, I, I'm still on the fence. That's the thing is I've been thinking about it for a few weeks. You say that knowing full well you're probably going to borrow it from me once you get a PlayStation <laughs> and once I have money to buy it. Yeah. And you're probably going to play it with Aaron at least. I probably, that's the thing. <laughs> is that with me if she I'm, gets her own copy. When I say I'm not going to, when I say I'm not going to play Anthem, I don't think I'm going to get into it to the degree that they're hoping I will. Because I'm just not, it, it, it's a destiny. And I don't need a destiny. It's a lot like destiny. And I, 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 there's a reason why I haven't played destiny. <laughs> I think, you know. From the demo that I played, I think I like it way better than destiny yeah mm -hmm. so that's the thing is i had fun with, like this. i had a lot of fun with it especially 
as I was messing around and I started to get the flight mechanics. Mm-hmm. But it was but it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, flying around's fun. Shooting's fun. <laughs> now what? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just that because it was the demo, they they really avoided giving us anything about like what the storyline's actually going to mm-hmm. be. But like, does Bioware not know that we play their games for the story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should somebody tell them? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the feeling I got when I was playing the demo. It only let you do like what three areas or something yeah and i didn't even go to most of them i tried to go to a second area and it glitched out and my my guy was just stuck floating (laughs) in the air so i'm saying i don't think i'm gonna play it what i really mean is i am not gonna like go out and get this right away this isn't gonna be one of the first games that i play when i when i have my beautiful ps4 pro Mm -hmm. which will happen soon um like i'm not i'm not gonna do that because I'm just not, but <laughs> um, but I might end up eventually getting Anthem and playing it if, especially if I hear from people who are playing it that like, no, it has this really great storyline. Mm-hmm. If I start to hear those kinds of comments from like you guys, for instance, then maybe I'll give it another shot. But like, I was looking at it and I was just like, this is beautiful. I love these cute little creatures. You know, the mechanics are fun. It's a it's a game where you shoot stuff and you fly around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I'm I'm hopeful that there's going to be a lot of story stuff because, you know, that's <laughs> that really is why I play Bioware games is for the story. But um, I'm also similarly worried, mm. just because it does feel a lot like Destiny in yeah. a lot of ways, and I just I couldn't get into Destiny. I kind of couldn't help but wonder if maybe what was going on was they were just trying to make some money so that they can fund some other passion project. And you Mm. know, if that's the case, I fully support that because (laughs) I love Bioware so much. I just want them to be able to make the things that they want to make. And if they've got to make Anthem to kind of like build up a bit of money so they can finish Dragon Age 4, (laughs) that's totally fine with me Mm -hmm. like whatever do what you gotta do just go back to dragon age okay i I was kind (laughs) of left with that impression of like is this really what they wanted to make or is this what they felt like they needed to make yeah well i feel like i've heard that they wanted to make it more focused on like the single player aspect Mm -hmm. because you know they have so many of those games where it's like well, you can do single player, but it's going to be really ridiculously hard. So if yeah. you don't have a bunch of friends who play this, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that that's true. What I heard is that they want to make it more accessible to single players. I hope yeah. so. I did struggle a little bit playing by myself during the demo at a couple of places, but whatever. I'm going to play Anthem by myself if I have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it did seem like those situations where you get kind of pinned down on your own, it was pretty easy to just fly away. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, true. Aaron Aaron could have a have a have a point there for sure yeah. that they this is going to be a game that's going to be more accessible for people who want to do single player, which would definitely distinguish it from a lot of its peers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus we could just play it on easy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we were playing it on normal the whole time. Were we? <laughs> yeah, we could just play it on easy. I didn't even know that I didn't was. think about that the whole time. I was like, every time I had started up, I'd see that normal and I'd be like, I am by myself. And I switched that to easy and I'm like, oh, 
I'll be fine. Was it, <laughs> and I was mostly fine. Yeah. Was, was it naive moments. of me to not realize that there was a, dif- a difficulty setting? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't even notice. I don't, I mean. <laughs> I didn't expect there to be a difficulty. So. Yeah. I didn't either. Unless a game brings up the difficulty for me to choose at the very beginning of it. I almost never you even just think about it. doesn't have one. Yeah, I just, I don't even think about it. Unless it's like, like when you start a new game at Kingdom Hearts and it's like, what level do you want to play on? And then I'm like, oh, I guess easy. Cause I just want to get through the story and not have- I just want to go hang out with Donald and Goofy. <laughs> I just want to hang out with Donald and Goofy and not have to deal with super annoying Japanese boss fights. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> like 17 health bars and 14 transformations. <laughs> Yeah, I made the mistake of selecting normal mode because I was like, oh, that should be fine. I was like, what have I done? I didn't attempt normal on that game on the first game until two years ago when I finally beat it. What is the worst thing about video games? Uh I'll go first since I've got mine right in front of me. So I, I think that this is a bit like misanthropic of me, but honestly, I just can't stand a lot of the fandom stuff. Just think about everything that just makes you feel sad and annoyed about reading the comments on any youtube video multiplied by whatever faith you've had stolen from you as games have been more and more disappointing (laughs) over the years like that's kind of how i feel when it comes to facing a lot of stuff in video game fandom or even like games that aren't disappointing oh that had a couple little problems and then people treat it like it's like yeah that's the thing the the greatest blasphemy against (laughs) games to ever exist i think it's the toxic fandom (laughs) and like there's a lot of little things in that like i think hype culture kind of builds things up Mm. to such an extent that then when they don't turn out to be as unrealistically amazing as people for some reason thought they would be then it's like this broken pedestal and then they're just even that much more toxic and angry and Mm -hmm. that much harder to be around And then it's also, you know, just a lot of the misogyny, a lot of those Mm -hmm. kinds of issues that just keep popping up over and over again. It gets a little bit wearisome. My least favorite thing about games (laughs) is just, just all the toxic fandom stuff. Yeah. That's precisely why I'm so nervous about like reaching out to other people when I'm like playing a multiplayer game. Like (laughs) there's a while where I turned on the online aspect of fable too so that i could see people's little like orbs floating around Mm. and it was kind of fun until i started noticing orbs coming over to me and then i'd be like get away (laughs) get away (laughs) like run away from them but in fable 3 i'd notice like the orbs would like come up to me and then start like circling around me or they'd like send me a friend request like in the second game they just like leave me alone but in the third one they'd like come straight up to me and then send me a request, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so, I don't. What else was I getting at with that? <laughs> Nothing. No, I, I had just... a, I had a thing. You I was saying. <laughs> I swear I had a point. I was talking about multiplayer and how I don't like people. <laughs> I have See, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting like I've kind of been been slowly opening up to the idea that like multiplayer can be fun and playing video games with other people does not have to just be a demonstration of how big a jerk they can be Mm. um but that was kind of a lot of my like early life experience 
with multiplayer. And I never really got over it. And I never really got into a lot of multiplayer games, um, which circles us back around to not needing a destiny in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that having been said, I don't know. I, I think I'm hoping that my attitude can be changed a little which is, you know, preface for later. And also, I mean, obviously I'm kind of open to the idea that there can be this wonderful community in gaming because if I didn't, I wouldn't have suggested that a podcast was a good idea. (laughs) So pretty much my answer is the worst thing about gaming is you. (laughs) I remembered what I was going to say. What were you going to say, Jensen? I was going to say how whenever I'm like looking up something on on a game, like about a game, and I go to like a forum... Because I like searching Google, okay, how do I get through this quest? Or does this choice have a big am- impact on this quest kind of a thing? And I'll get taken to some forum where people are talking about it. And inevitably, there will be some idiot who just brings up something that has nothing to do with anything. Like, there will almost always be one person who comes on there to say, this game is stupid. And I'm like, what are you doing here? My favorite is- <laughs> Did you just seek out this game just so you could tell people they shouldn't play it because it's stupid? Because nobody wants you here. <laughs> My favorite is the person who inevitably gets on and is like, what platform are you playing it on? Oh, and then no matter what they say, they're like, that's stupid. You should play it on PS4. <laughs> or that's stupid. You should play it on Xbox. Or, or PC Master Race. Yeah, exactly. Like every single time. Like it doesn't always that, matter, you There's guys. always that one dude. It's like, go home. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't- <laughs> It doesn't really matter that much. It doesn't, it, like, you can choose whatever system you want to play it on, but it shouldn't matter to you at all what anyone else is playing it on. The only thing that should ever matter is what system your friends are playing it on so that if you want to play it with them, you can. <laughs> it's the only decision I ever make, like, where I consult someone else about what system I should get a game on is if I'm planning to play the game with them. Mm-hmm. Although you do just sort of intuitively know which one it's supposed to be on sometimes, don't you? Well, it's because <laughs> I just, in my mind, I have ones that I feel like belong on different systems. Well, and I think but... everybody feels that. For example, I think Minecraft found the perfect home on the Switch. Oh, You man. know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think there's some games yes. that just, like, work on a specific console. And I kind of get feeling passionately about that. But I don't get feeling passionately that everybody else should feel passionately yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. The worst thing about video games is the idea that a game needs some kind of competitive multiplayer. I hate it when there's like a perfectly good single player game and then they just like shoehorn in a bunch of multiplayer features. I think that the one that um, that pissed me off the most in that category was probably Assassin's Creed Unity mm. because they lock so much content behind the multiplayer stuff. And it's like like stuff you need to get like XP to level up can only be gotten by doing multiplayer stuff. And I get that they're like, oh yeah, Unity, like they wanted you to like come together. That's why there's four characters on the box. But I don't have friends who play this game. <laughs> we tried that one time mm-hmm. and it, just wouldn't work yeah and so the one time i ever thought okay i'm gonna play some some assassin's creed unity multiplayer it just didn't work Mm -hmm. and i have no interest in playing it with someone i don't know like how am i going to be able to like i don't know i just i don't like the idea of trying to go through this mission where like it's stealth so it requires a lot of timing and all that stuff with some rando who i don't know and may not even be able to communicate with because they may not have a headset Mm -hmm. 
and like and yeah, like I'm all for multiplayer option, but when they take a game like that that doesn't need to be multiplayer and they make it so you need to play it multiplayer. Yeah. Like there's so much content of that game that I've just never experienced because it's locked behind multiplayer stuff. Yeah. And my character was so underleveled. I got through the entire last half of the game by using berserk darts. Like, I'd just, like, hide behind something. I'd shoot a berserk dart at someone, and then I'd watch them go crazy, kill a bunch of others, sometimes spread it to someone else, and then once they were, like, all, like, you know, the berserk had worn off and maybe a bunch of people were dead, I'd shoot another one. And that's how I got through the entire last half of the game. <laughs> I did nothing else. There was a couple times where I'd run in, kill my target, and then I'd just run away with like 30 guards following me and I just jump out a window and that was how I got through the game. Uh -huh. So Aaron. Um, okay, so I think the worst thing about video games is, especially nowadays, so kind of going hand in hand with what you both have already said, <laughs> but um, pretty much my biggest complaint is the lack of not only couch co-op, but couch co-op RPGs, yeah, <laughs> which are yeah. like non-existent. <laughs> um, um, so my husband Zach and his friends absolutely love uh, Super Smash Brothers. They're playing a... it right now. Yeah, they're playing it right now. If you can hear the clickety clack of controllers, we apologize. But... <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. I don't enjoy Super Smash Brothers because he and all of his friends have been playing since the first game came out on Nintendo 64 and they are at a ridiculous level where I can never come close to, you know, like even being able to compete and so I just get my butt handed to me every single game and that's just not fun for me. Um, but there are games like Ultimate Chicken Horse and uh, Castle Crashers, which I do love. Um, but with Ultimate Chicken Horse, I'm, you know, it's fun for like maybe an hour and then I just get bored and I stop focusing and my coordination goes down so I just start sucking and I'd rather be playing something else like an RPG. <laughs> so I just really want there to be more co-op games that are RPG and narrative driven and, um, you know, give you control over all your choices. And I'd also love to be able to do that, like, on the couch with someone instead of it being like, well, if you don't have a friend with this system and this game, then you're out of luck. Like, they're just, I don't understand why couch co-op is just completely disappearing off the face of the earth except for with party games and yeah that's just <laughs> yeah i was thinking about castle crashers and like that one does have some light narrative elements to it which is really fun mm -hmm. um but it is kind of more a party game mm -hmm. than anything else yeah and yeah. it's kind of too bad that you don't see more of those narrative elements being like brought out mm -hmm. i just thought of one so i've been like really annoyed that local co-op is kind of going out the window because there's been tons of games recently that I'm like, oh man, this has multiplayer. Can I play this with my sister? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, great. But there is one that you guys could play that, um, I don't know if it's quite an RPG, but it's got 
that kind of those kind of elements mm-hmm. and it's co-op like you're working together there's no competitive nature as far as i know it i don't know what the story is like <laughs> but it's called a way out mm-hmm. and you play two guys in prison who oh, break out and you like separate off and i think it is an rpg actually i feel like i saw a movie scene of like a conversation with someone mm-hmm. where one guy was talking to someone and the other guy was off in the background doing something else like while he was distracting him uh-huh. but yeah, you should play that. That's There's a demo awesome. of it um, on PlayStation Store. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that sounds weak. Now you guys have two controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I still want to try playing that just because, like you said, I think that it's too bad that a lot of local co-op is becoming pretty obsolete. But I heard that it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's we could still try it just because, you know, like, I, I kind of want to see for myself. I'd like to test and I'd it like for myself. To at least. Mm. I watched a bit of gameplay at GDC for mm-hmm. it. And the only thing about it that really bummed me out from what I saw was I asked the one of the guys there who was running it um, if you can hide bodies after you knock people out. Mm-hmm. And he said no. And I was like... <laughs> that feels like the most basic thing for a game like this. Yeah. Right. Why did they? Ever since you told me that, why did they not put that in there? Mm-hmm. Ever since you told me that, I've been mildly worried. But I think we should try it anyway. Yeah, we should try it anyway because <laughs> yeah. I have the demo. Yeah. But you guys should get the demo and try it out. And if you like mm-hmm. it, like, then there's you know, a catch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not that yeah. I'm like just trying to solve your problem with <laughs> video games. Just saying, no. I can't think of one. Yeah, it's yeah. good to know. And I did tell you about Divinity Original Sin too, which I think. It does have a co like a competitive thing towards the end, but I mm. think you can play through the entire game co op. Yeah. Mm. As far as favorite things about video games go, um, I'm going to go ahead and offer the counterpoint to my original argument of what the worst video games were and say that there actually is a lot about the gaming community that I really like too and more so now than there has been in years past i feel like that stereotype of gamers being these weirdos who are just isolated totally applies to me sometimes <laughs> um because definitely what i've it's always been a really solitary thing for me and i do love to just kind of sit down with like a puzzle or a story and just kind of work my th- way through it and just be all alone <laughs> with myself <laughs> like i really like that but that having been said um so much about like gaming as as a more community-based thing is becoming really really nice i guess it's just like everything from um everything from just getting some more enjoyment out of multiplayer than i have in the past i had a great time with super smash bros Mm -hmm. um i actually kind of love a lot of the multiplayer aspects of dark souls even the even the stuff that is a little bit more toxic is still kind of <laughs> hilarious sometimes if, if you're in the right mood and they have all kinds of safeguards and stuff in in ways I, I like being able to indict people you know like there's mm-hmm. little things like that where it just kind of it, they can make it fun yeah. even sort of acknowledging that yeah sometimes people are going to be jerks but here's how we're going to deal with it like i think that those sort of creative solutions are becoming great but also um i just think that there's a lot about the gaming community that's that's improving and that's growing up and i mean the adaptive controller i think is um a really a really nice sort of symbol of that idea of like no we want to be more inclusive like we want games to be for everybody 
And we want it to be, you know, about being able to find your friends and your support system and people to play with. And mm -hmm. like, that's a really wonderful idea. And um, I was thinking about this live stream that H Bomber Guy did a few um, weeks ago that was to earn a lot of money for, um, I, I can't remember the name of the foundation. It was to raise a bunch of money to help like uh, trans kids. Mm -hmm. And I like those kinds of things that people are doing now. Um, using gaming is like a is like a just basically another way to reach out to people and another way to to come together and I like that it's mm. nice yeah. but I also like to be alone yeah. and just play my game <laughs> <laughs> you like the more like low-key multiplayer aspects yeah like I like in Dark Souls you can see people's ghosts so like you can see that there are other people that. playing the game with you but you don't necessarily yeah, have to no, interact with I them. I love that moment. I love that moment. I'm like, oh, look, somebody else fell off that cliff. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I understand that. That's the aspect that I liked about the uh, Fable online things is the mm -hmm. same kind of thing where you, like, when the orbs weren't following me around, it was cool to see that there were people playing the game. My favorite aspect of gaming is just the art of it all. When I started playing games, it was almost exclusively the like kind of time waster kind of stuff like asteroids and tetris and some of these other ones and hey, it's like tetris serves a beautiful yeah, purpose in my brain tetris is <laughs> lovely but like like those they have their they have their place and i love them for what they are but like when i was little i wanted more story i wanted more out of my games like those kind of games are fun for a little while but i'm not going to dedicate hours and hours just you know playing tetris I play Tetris for like a short little while and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, that we're moving into these stories, you know, and like the majority of AAA games today, they tend to have deep three-dimensional characters and like just really beautiful environments and stuff. And that's why I like AAA games. I like my story. I like my characters and I like my pretty visuals. <laughs> Fair to say you like the games that started to develop in the era when people figured out, or at least when people started to figure out like what games really could become yeah. as a medium. When people started to realize that games were an art form mm -hmm. and they weren't just like, those are for losers yeah. who live in their parents' basements. <laughs> Shh, I totally live with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And you live in our parents' basement. <laughs> All of us. Live. We all live in our I parents' basement. I forgot. My husband and I live in my parents' basement. We're currently in your parents' basement. <laughs> but we're not losers. No, I'm sad. Did you just think about that? Well, you know what? <laughs> That's what they get for just being wonderfully supportive and stable and, uh, you know, yeah, having kids. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't always lived with them, at least. I did move away for a little while. Mm. I mean, not that it would be worse necessarily, but just like, you know. In my defense, when we started this podcast, I hadn't lived with my parents for like five years. Yeah. Uh -huh. I hadn't lived with my parents since my mid-20s. <laughs> and then I moved back in with them like two months ago. <laughs> I've never lived away from my parents. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. My mom jokingly tells me that we're never allowed to move out. <laughs> they have this lovely, fully furnished well, basement. The thing about you guys living in your parents' basement is that it doesn't feel like it feels with me and Elsa. Or it feels a little bit sad. It's like, you know, everybody loves Raymond. You know how he lives across the street from his parents? Yeah. That's how it feels with you guys. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> I really do gamers not being sad people who live in their parents' basement is a little bit undercut by the fact that we are all, in fact, living with our parents. Oh, man. I thought that was my point. Yeah. I did you just take my point from me? Yes, I did, because I'm hoping that you'll realize how much of this needs to be edited out. Oh, no, I already know. So I'm gonna edit we're not, I mean, it. at least the most embarrassing part. Please. <laughs> Maybe like when I started weeping quietly. <laughs> we could just cut that. Okay. It was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Erin. <laughs> What's, wait, did you already? Yeah, what's no, I, your favorite part? <laughs> Got a whole lot of laughter from Aaron that I'm gonna have to edit out. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a little bit of choking. <laughs> so I'm gonna be that person and go super cheesy on everyone, uh, super cliche. I love being able to lose myself in video games. Like, you know, people who read books, it's the same thing. You're like lost in another world and you feel like you're part of something amazing. Um, <clears throat> but especially with video games because you're controlling the character and in a lot of cases you're controlling what happens in the story. Um, and so, like, you know, I love being able to sit back and watch a show, but sometimes I just want to be in charge and take control mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> just feel unstoppable. And I love the gorgeous scenery um, that I would otherwise have no, absolutely no interest in making an effort to get to. Because <laughs> <laughs> hiking is not my friend. <laughs> so... So yeah, I get to visit like vast, amazing worlds without even leaving my house. I like that. Okay, so our last topic of conversation. You can have your choice of video game bay. <laughs> so like your choice of, of your favorite video game character to have for your very own. But it has to be like the worst, most low res version of them from any game. Do you still... Do you still want that? So like, okay, if I choose, if I choose Link, you're talking like Pixel Link. Yeah. <laughs> pixel Link. It's gotta be Pixel Link. Well, I'm not choosing Link. I mean, even in his high res versions, he doesn't talk. So would you really want that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elsa uh, would. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like, maybe. And so like, we... Because, like, here's the deal. I don't know that I... Well, I do have some video game base, if I'm being honest. I mean, I guess I could go for Alucard. But once again, <laughs> we're going with... Oh, like, goodness. <laughs> really That's some low rest. Oh. <laughs> He'd just be a bunch of boxes right here. <laughs> He'd just be a bunch of boxes. He'd still and be, like, like, your same height. We're not talking, mm -hmm. like... Like a tiny little guy the size of this. And here's on the and here's the deal. I actually feel like I would get away pretty good if I if I went for guts because the video game version of guts is not that bad. But no lowest res it's ever existed means the 2016 horrible CGI no! version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all stiff one. and weird looking. <laughs> Not that weird. His guess. face is all messed up. Okay, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, but what if I choose a, a character who like has always been high res? 
No, you have to low res them out. So they get like, even lower res than they are. You know? Yeah. Like if they're okay. So like if I chose Aloy, then she would be like. It have to be like the version of Aloy that's like the hair is clipping through everything, <laughs> and her facial animations as as stiff as it can possibly be. Like you know where it so... kind of awkwardly was in a few scenes. And you're and you're watching her through like a really crappy TV. <laughs> so okay, that's what I was about to ask. Is so if I chose Garrus. Uh huh. Then I, I take the TV I used to play Mass Effect on, the TV I first played Mass Effect on that was five inches. Yeah. And that's yeah, that one. from the first game. <laughs> it's like all those pixels are just trying to get crammed into one game. <laughs> <laughs> one one. I, I might still choose Garrus. So I'm going like, to think about it first. You got like three watts working behind that. <laughs> I'll let you answer first, Aaron. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time with this too. I mean, so initially I was thinking um, Dante from the first Devil May Cry isn't horrible. <laughs> He's not too bad. He's not too bad. He's actually not bad. But then, like, I think about his personality, which oh. I loved when I was a kid. You know, when it first came out, I was yeah. like, "He's so cool," and I'm like, "Wow, he's kind of a d bag." <laughs> so maybe not Dante. But probably Nathan Drake from Uncharted. So, even but he's though, gotta be low res from uh, the first game. <laughs> even though it's from the first game. So if he's from the first game, wait. He has a great personality. Wait, that 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 raises some questions though. So if his personality, like, is it from the first game? Yeah. From I mean, when he's low res. Well, well, the personality or can just be his personality because like he changes. Personality. He like, changes as a person mm-hmm, over does. the course of the game. But are you getting him from like? Where he is now in the series, or are you getting him from where he is at his with his low the resolution? I think it's only fair to let you be a little bit more fan fictiony with their personality, <laughs> where it's like a, a reasonable interpretation okay. of. Okay, you okay. Know? So I'm not necessarily if I do choose Garrus, I'm not necessarily getting Garrus from the first game where he didn't have a lot to work with. Like there wasn't like he I was, don't know though I still kind of dug no Garrus. he's a fun guy but like since you didn't get to talk to him very much you yeah. didn't really get to know him too much in the first game mm-hmm. okay I'm still thinking about it but <laughs> another question brought up if it's low resolution like Nathan Drake from the first game does that mean that he's just like the clumsiest person ever and he's just gonna like <laughs> run off of cliffs just like <laughs> randomly yeah he'll be walking around with him and suddenly he'll just like jump on top of like a low wall and start crouch walking across it and then just leap sideways um, to his death also... i'm thinking that their abilities have to sort of match their weird polygonal shape okay <laughs> like for example if, if one of us were to choose um garrett from thief <laughs> <laughs> But like he can sneak around he's just stealing stuff. He's somewhere. just like this weird pair of stiff arms. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did look pretty good in cutscenes because they didn't do the CG thing. They did kind of like the oh. like the art. But lowest resolution Animated. he's ever been is his weird his polygon weird arms. <laughs> as long as he doesn't look like the guards, like they're all triangular and weird. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I know I'm not choosing Garrett. <laughs> hold me, Garrett. I think I'm adding. Well, he has arms, so he can still hold you. Yeah, I think I'm adding a new stiffly. rule that if it's first person like that, then like the ver- then like it's just the weird arms. Oh. It's just their- and like you look <laughs> down the and there's arms. like no. No way. <laughs> you know, I think we can see his legs. Well, there's like actually. little boxy feet. Yeah, then. little boxy. Yeah. 
angular feet. <laughs> Blackjack. I think I'm going to go with Garrus. <laughs> I just keep coming right back to him. Mm. Um, I really love Garrus. I think we'd have a fun time together. And even if he's low resolution, like, you know, on my five inch TV, he's already an alien. So he already looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> if he's weird looking and low res, I mean, Fair whatever. Enough. And it's just kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jensen found the right answer to this question. Yes. <laughs> Garrus from Mass Effect. Yes. Who are you choosing? Oh. Uh, you weren't planning to answer? I was because I made it difficult answer. by telling you that you, if you're going to be with Guts, you had to be with him from the 2016 movie. Well, I wouldn't want to be with Guts anyway. It I mean, be right. okay. Actually, technically, there have been lower resolutions versions of him because, like, Dreamcast, there was a game. Yeah. So, actually, you could maybe go with the Dreamcast version of him. But it has to be the crappiest, most low res. Oh, and you're right. The, and that's not always the, the, the twenty six version is probably crappier, but not lower res. What if I just went with Yoshi? Go with Yoshi. <laughs> I mean, you can just have this big polygonal Yoshi just following you around. Yeah, all the time. you can ride on him. That'd be fun, actually. He can yeah. jump really high. You can eat people that are you're mad at. Whoa. You can be sitting there on top of Yoshi. Just like hanging out while you're doing someone's taxes. And if they're angry and like being annoying, you can just have them go and just eat them and then poop them out in a big egg, (laughs) a big polygonal egg behind you. It's got really dark. (laughs) It'll be fine. As dark as Yoshi can get. (laughs) Okay. I think we need to wrap this up. (laughs) I don't feel like, I think we peaked with the Yoshi poop. Yeah. (laughs) Joke. I have no idea how to end this. We still haven't come up with anything. We're really bad at this. We still didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning. Oh, yeah. This is Princess in another podcast. We're never going to do that. (laughs) If you can't read. We should just keep it in, but at the end. Like, you know how the the live shows from My Favorite Murder? They'll just, like, they'll be, like, 20 minutes in just talking about nothing, and all of a sudden one of them will go, oh, this is the podcast My Favorite Murder, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we're just doing... We could just have it at the end. We're just doing that, except it's even worse, because, like, this is literally how we're going to end the episode. We'll just be like, by the way, this is Princess and another podcast. Ooh, we could end it by saying your princess is in another podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we know that you were all here to rescue your princess, but unfortunately your princess is in another podcast. Cool.